Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about ABBA Gold, Greatest Hits, released in 1992 under Polygram and Universal, and my guest is Farah. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast, Farah. I have to say, this is your 11th time on the really? pod. It is. So oh congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel like you probably are the guest that's been featured the most on the podcast, so I'm very happy that you're here. I'm a Leo. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, in conjunction with our regular episodes, you were featured on one of our Take a Shot episodes, yeah. both of our year-end wrap-ups, and now you're back for season three, which is uh, where we are focusing on albums that made me fall in love with music. So thank you for agreeing to come back and talk to us today. Thank you for having me. Can't wait. Cannot wait. And we were talking about this before we started recording, Farah, in terms of, you know, just some like life updates, things that we're excited about. It's a new year, kind of new us. And something that we can both agree we are very psyched about is a John Mayer concert that we are both attending together at the end of March. I know. We've been meeting to go to a concert together for a while. Yeah, we've never been to, I don't think we've ever been to a live show together before. No, and sadly, we were supposed to go to the Foo Fighters concert. Yes. Yeah. That was going to be, that was going to be it in 2020, right? In yeah. May. Yeah. 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 Now, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your experience with Ticketmaster? Because this yes. was a very um, highly sought after show, yeah. from what I understand. Maybe not quite to the Beyonce's and the Taylor Swift's <laughs> of the world, but this is an acoustic John Mayer tour yes. or acoustic solo, whatever. I'm sure he'll do some electric stuff, but mm -hmm. you got to fill in the people how you were able to score these tickets. Yeah. All right. Listen up, y'all, because <laughs> I'm not going to repeat myself, or maybe I will, but... Anyway, these are my hot tips for uh, gaming Ticketmaster. So number one, uh, make sure you're following your favorite artist on Instagram or Twitter if you have it. I personally do not have Twitter. Um, or on their website, because normally they will have a team that runs their own website where you can buy things and sign up for codes and promos and stuff like that. So get on that list. You're going to hate yourself in between concerts because they're going to send you shit. But Sometimes it's useful because then you can sign up for a code. And sometimes it's fun because you're like, oh, you have an email from John Mayer. And you're like, I do. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, it's the John Mayer fan club. It's true. But still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, it makes you feel wanted. Um, but anyway, so you had more luck here actually getting the code because it was supposed to generate, you know, a texting code and it didn't work for me and it didn't work for another friend of mine, but it worked for you. And so Kiara was the plug. So make sure I you have the friends. Plug. Maybe that's step two. Have friends to, who also can get the code for you. Step one, have friends. <laughs> Maybe that was a little Start tough. Start there. <laughs> if you don't have friends, sign up for, you know, the, the promo, the fan club list to get the promo code. Exactly. Or it comes off on, on Instagram. So keep your eyes peeled on social media. Once you get that code, look for what the pre-sale date is. Usually that'll come before the code. So you'll already have a date in mind. Block step, your calendar. Step three, block your calendar. Yeah. Don't you dare book any meetings. I know it's harder for some people. you got to answer to the man, but rock and roll doesn't wait for the man, so. <laughs> rock and roll answers to nobody, yeah. yeah. John yeah. Mayer specifically answers to nobody. I feel like I have School of Rock where I'm like, stick it to the man, yeah. man. Uh, and then, so once you got, you know, it's the day of, you log in, you got to know what time the tickets are going on sale because you're going to log in to Ticketmaster and you're going to log in 30 minutes to 10 minutes beforehand. I logged in 30 minutes beforehand. She was ready. And I refreshed it 10 minutes before the sale was going to start because then it starts to put you in the waiting room. 
Yes. So, so one in that queue. One in that queue. Now, I personally like to use my cell phone, but you know, laptops might be easier. Don't have two screens open because now Ticketmaster does that thing where you can't have two screens open. The app is game changing. The it Ticketmaster is. app is very underrated. It is underrated. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I agree with you on this. Yes. Agreed. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and make sure you sign in too, because I know sometimes that thing logs you out. It's bullshit. But anyway. Then you're going to get in the queue. You're going to watch that little line go and you're going to go. Now, one thing that we didn't run over is settle a budget if you are going with a friend. That's like that's like one point, like that's like one point B yeah. or whatever it is. It's, it's one A. If you're one A. <laughs> Two first, A. First you want to have friends. <laughs> then you want to have a friend who's the plug. And then you want to have a budget limit with yeah. that friend, which we established well before the tickets went on sale. We did. We did. And uh, we put our trust in each other that whomever was free on the day of, just go in, don't ask questions, get the best tickets you can find. Now... Once you're in, try, you know, try the best spots first. If you can't get the best spots, then go to the second best spots. I clicked on the 100 levels and these tickets went quick. They, you know, I clicked on them, pressed, you know, buy, it would load and then they'd be gone. So that's why I say go for those tickets you want first because, you know, you got to have fast Fingers. You gotta have fast fingers. You really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you might get lucky. You might click in before someone else gets a chance to click in. Yeah. And then you're the person who swipes them. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta try. You gotta try. That's what happened to me before. But I know post COVID, a lot of people are very eager to go back. So people are fast. So we got pretty good tickets. Yeah. I mean, they were still in the three hundreds, but I mean, I'm still glad that we got them because my other friend couldn't get tickets in the pre-sale, um, but we snagged them for a really great price. Reasonable. A reasonable price, yep. yes. Unlike the Beyonce tickets right now, which I don't want to talk about. I didn't get tickets. <laughs> She's still raw from this. I'm still raw, but you know what? My my thing didn't work. My system didn't work because of the lottery system they had. But anyway, we scored tickets. Make sure you plan ahead is what I'm saying when you buy concert tickets. And that's it. That's Farrah's five-step program. It was it five steps? Or four or five steps? <laughs> I, I lost know. count. I think, it's like, I think it worked out to about five. There was like five steps and a demi-step. Anyway... But we made it, and we got we the tickets. We made it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy we did. And I'm so excited to go see John Mayer with you. It is going to be game-changing. Me too. And maybe when I'm crying in the 300s, it won't be so bad when I'm so high up so John can't see me. <laughs> as, as if as if John's looking. He's like, wait, where's Farah? Oh, don't worry. I can't see her. She's probably not crying. Listen, John, I've only been to your last three shows, okay? You ought to know who I am. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I'm the captain. I am the captain now. <laughs> so... Before, obviously, you know, we have this concert coming up in March where we're going to be crying. Uh, we have to talk about the album that mm. you've selected today, Farah. An album that made you fall in love with music, which is the ABBA Gold's Greatest Hits album. So before we get into the details of the record, how you discovered it, how you feel about it in general, and of course, why you love it so much, I'm going to share with you a very brief band history um, as well as an album history, and then we'll dive right in. Sounds good. Let's get into it, folks. So if you haven't heard of them, ABBA is a Swedish musical group who originally formed in 1972. They were the first ever winners of the Eurovision Song Contest in 1974, catapulting them to stardom with their track Waterloo. Waterloo. Which, okay, this Eurovision thing, because now, because I watched that stupid movie, and I'm sorry if anyone really likes that movie, but I (laughs) could not with, also Rachel McAdams, too good for that movie. I know. I was I like, Rachel McAdams, you're an Oscar-nominated actress. Why Why are you in this stupid Will Ferrell movie? For me, and this is, might be a hot take for some people, Will Ferrell has gone very much downhill mm-hmm. since the Adam McKay friendship dissolved. I felt like that was 
the peak. Okay. I don't have a lot of context into that. All I know is okay. I love Elf. <laughs> elf is Elf is good. Elf is yeah, good. Yeah, Elf is good. <laughs> and then we had like the Anchorman phase, which was also good. Yeah. And then it was like a steady decline. Okay. And now it's just, anyways, Eurovision, I feel like was like the pits. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so when I think of Eurovision, I don't think ABBA. I think of that stupid Will Ferrell movie. But this was a big deal for mm-hmm. them to win the first ever Eurovision. I mean, Eurovision's kind of like the NFL of... Europe. I don't want to make that comparison. That's also a hot take. So don't take my word for it. But when I was on exchange in Scotland, like, you know, we were placing bets. Yeah. Which country is going to take it home? Yeah. And it's less about actual talent and actually more about politics. Well, and look at a group like Monoskin. Yeah. They won Eurovision, right? And now they're like one of the biggest bands in the world right now. That's true. Celine Dion won for Switzerland. Oh, she did? She did. I did not know that. Yeah. She competed for Switzerland. Why did she compete for Switzerland? I don't know. She's Canadian. There's there's a there's some context there. I, I don't know. Is she We're, Swiss? <laughs> no, she, Swiss? she's not. But I think that they can. I, I don't know if you have to be like born or like have that nationality to compete for that country. But they can like I guess hire people to compete. So for they're them. like, we want Celine, Canada, <laughs> cough her up. She she was also not a known star at the time. Oh, we're talking like 14-year-old Celine. Yeah, the, like she was still young. She was still, yeah. okay, little baby Celine. Baby Celine. With the powerhouse vocals. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Switzerland was smart. Anyways, we're off track. Okay, we're going to keep going. No, it's okay. <laughs> we're going to go back. Um, so, however, throughout all of the band's success, uh, they did see their share of challenges. Uh, it's two couples that comprises the group. So we have Agnetha and Bjorn and Benny and Annie Fried. And they both separated during the band's active years. And the whole group officially called it quits in 1982. However, the record we're talking about today, which is the Gold Album, dropped in 1992, which, of course, is a compilation of some of their greatest hits. And it sold 30 million copies and it went 20 times platinum in the UK. And overall, this is a crazy fact, Farah. Overall, over the course of their very long career... ABBA has become the most successful Swedish group of all time, estimated to have sold between 150 and 385 million albums. What? Isn't that wild? Holy also, shit. can we just say this stat makes, like, somewhere between 150 and 385. I'm like, those are two big-ass numbers. Very big numbers. And I yeah. know that Nielsen SoundScan wasn't maybe fully operational in, like, the 70s, so I don't know why there's not an accurate number on this. But literally, when I was researching, they were like, it's somewhere, somewhere between 150 and 400 million. Somewhere in there. <laughs> At least 150, but no more than 385. I was like, what is this this number? But that's a lot of albums. That is a lot of albums. It's a lot of yeah. albums. And they're also the only band outside of an English-speaking country to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. Wow. First and only. First and only. Wow. Well, ABBA is a very influential band. They are, 100%. So. And I'm so excited to talk about this album with you today, but... Before we get into that, we also have to talk about uh, the beverage accompanying mm, us on yes. this episode. So uh, I have asked you to select a beverage. <laughs> what are we drinking tonight, Farah? Um, this is the ABBA drink, I think. Yeah, I think it's the it's ABBA cocktail. ABBA cocktail. Uh, courtesy of Cocktail Builder. Yeah. Yeah. And w- what's in it? What's the so, situation here? So I think we were supposed, well, for sure we were supposed to put vodka in it, which we did. Yes. Uh, and then some sort of bubbly, which uh, we, we use Sprite because there's also some citrus in Sprite, but I think there was supposed to be like a citrus vodka in it from what I remember. There was, and I couldn't be bothered to buy citrus vodka, and flavored vodka is not my thing. It's not mine either, so I'm glad that we went in this direction. And because I have had vodka and Sprite before, 
and definitely got the mix ratio wrong. I will say Kiara does have the magic touch and mixed it very well. (laughs) Thank you so much. So if you would like to maybe have the magic touch and drink this at home, I'll tell you how we made it. We did one ounce of vodka, Mm -hmm. topped the rest up with Sprite, ice, of course, and we added a lemon twist and a fun straw. Yes, fun straw makes Fun straw is key. It is key. Fun straw is key. Okay, so Farah, first off, I have to say... I was very surprised when you responded to my email asking you to be on the pod again, and the album that you had selected was this one. What? Really? I was very, very surprised. I Why? thought it was going to be R&B. I thought it was going to be R&B. No! I, I really did. You know, like, you know this is something that we have connected on in the past. You have been on yeah. many of our episodes, uh, well, across many genres. Mm. I have to give you a lot of credit for that. Thanks. This I was not expecting. So you have to walk me through, first off, your earliest memories of this album. How did it come into your life? Okay. The ABBA Gold Greatest Hits album. Okay, I'll try to give you the highlights because ABBA has been a part of my life for a long time. Um, my mom used to work as a flight attendant and being a flight attendant in the 80s, she was quite trendy. So she listened to a lot of ABBA at the disco. So the my disco. The disco. Disco, darling. And I mentioned disco because I love disco. This goes great and very underrated. Very underrated and like started in, I, I think that actually it makes a lot of sense that I listened to ABBA because disco started in LGBTQ plus community is also like part and parcel with black music. Anyway, I'm getting on a tangent. So um, my mom introduced me to ABBA. She would play these records when I was a kid because she was a stay-at-home mom at the time and I'd dance around the house. Um, and then uh, my mom has two best friends from her flying days. And so... Uh, in the early 2000s, when I was a kid, it was me and my brother, and then her best friends had their own respective families, and so my best friend was the daughter of one of the flight attendants, or ex, uh, actually not ex-flight attendant, she's still flying. She's a current, current flight attendant. She's a current flight attendant, <laughs> yeah, remarkable at her age, um, and her other best friend had a son, so uh, we had decided to do a road trip to Kelowna when I was growing up in BC. So Vancouver to Kelowna. Vancouver to Kelowna. So yeah. a three hour drive. Um, and I was still quite young at the time. Um, and I just have really great memories of us driving up. And I always call ABBA road trip music for this reason, because ABBA is a great, like, sorry, ABBA gold is a great playlist. They don't put compilation playlists or albums together anymore because I think now you can just put together your own playlist and Spotify kind of does the thing so just imagine you're going all the way to wine country through the beautiful like backcountry roads if you will the the highway or whatever uh, (laughs) to Kelowna (laughs) I don't remember very much I'm also a little drunk whatever (laughs) um and all the way there we I was listening to ABBA we would switch in the car uh I'd listen to Queen with my best friend Kat then switch back to the Bee Gees then switch to ABBA so oh, killer artist that was my history with it yeah then throughout my years of growing up listened to ABBA again because you know some of the songs they hit different yeah. Mamma Mia came out I remember watching the musical and the movie oh both yeah you both. saw the live production and the Meryl Streep production yes. yes and when I saw the Meryl Streep production um my mom her best friend and one of my other aunts we were watching together with you know, us kids in the front and them in the back. And all of a sudden we turn around as the winner takes it all. And my aunts and my mom are crying, bawling, bawling, weeping, weeping. And we start laughing. 
because we're children and don't understand what's going on. And now Mamma Mia is my favorite breakup movie. It's wonderful. <laughs> and you know what? Specifically, I was going to talk about this later, but because you brought up Winner Takes It All, mm-hmm. that's probably my favorite moment in Mamma Mia. Same. And Same. the best Meryl song I think she does in the film is Winner Takes It All. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Top of the mountain, going running up to the church. Yep. Yeah. Give her the Oscar now. Yeah. And my mom was like, you'll understand when you're older. And I am older now. And I understand, mom. So sorry, I made fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last thing I'll say is um, when I was backpacking through Europe, um, I put on a lot of ABBA when I was on trains and just traveling through places. And it's just great road trip music. So I was able to connect with a lot of different people because of my love of ABBA, especially in Europe, where people kind of understand Eurovision and that whole thing. Right. So yeah, ABBA. ABBA, man. ABBA for the people. So what is it that drew you to the music? What is it that you actually like about the songs? And maybe there's a couple songs in, in particular that you know, you know you probably like more than the rest of the album. But why ABBA? Why ABBA? Yeah. Well, um, I always thought that it was catchy. And I love to dance. So, I mean, Dancing Queen, obviously. Easy. Done. It's over. It's called Dancing Queen. Yeah. You're both of those things. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, when I was a kid, simplistically, they were just catchy and really fun to dance to and a great way to connect with my parents. And as I got older and started to understand the depth of the lyrics a little bit more, Mm so, for example, with a song like Winter Takes It All, um, I began to appreciate them even more because I would go through things in my life and those songs made sense with what I was going through. Right. But also, weirdly, they're like bops. They sound happy. Oh, they always, yeah, they always hit. They hit, but yeah. then they're really sad. <laughs> like, some of the songs are sad. Yes. So you're like... I was sick and tired of everything. And then you're like, oh my God, this is a song about missing your partner and like going on tour. And oh, but I'm going to dance to it anyway. I'm going to dance to it anyways. <laughs> Just me in the club like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> so like ABBA has got that duality that I think I really appreciate it. Besides like Benny and Bjorn being absolute musical geniuses. Right. So curious, this obviously had such a connection to your childhood. You spoke about your time in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your experience listening to it here in Canada or now, mm-hmm. like how does that look different or does it look the same? It, it's different, I guess, because I was in a different phase of my life at, at the time, but it's the same because I remember the good times that I, I went through. And I think you and I had this conversation about someone like Amy Winehouse, where you're listening to and you're connecting with it and you're connecting with different things in different like parts of your life. Right. It was the same with ABBA. Like, I'll always remember that thing that I was going through listening to that sad ABBA song, or I'll remember when I was listening to Dancing Queen on like my birthday or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but a moment there where there was dancing, I'm it, sure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I will always like cherish those memories. Mm-hmm. But I'm also looking forward to the new ones. Like you were talking about birthday parties and how I wanted to have a disco-themed birthday. Disco-themed birthday. She's ready. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I mean, some ABBA is going to have to make an appearance. Well, yeah, of course, if it means that much to you. I mean, like, it's funny because, and I think what surprised me too about ABBA is for me in knowing you and knowing your musical history, Mm -hmm. for some reason, it just, it was never a band that I 
would have associated with your taste in music now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like even the fact that it, it's not just something that you look back fondly and you're just kind of like, oh yeah, I listened to it when I was a kid, but I don't really listen anymore. You're still actively an ABBA fan. Yeah. Who throw, I imagine, throws on this record or some of their other records and will like be like doing stuff around the house or working yeah. or going or like working out of the gym. Like you are dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is, did ABBA have any influence on your musical taste going forward? Like from when you first started listening to them to now, like how did they shape what you, what you listen to on a regular basis? If anything. I think so. Yeah. Cause I mean, as I mentioned, like I love disco and I think ABBA like is a little bit more like nouveau disco. Cause if you listen to like the American artists that did disco, especially some of these black artists, like it's, it's a little bit different, but you still hear like some of the slap bass similar to what Nile Rogers does for chic in some of the songs for ABBA. Um, I, I love, as I mentioned, like the instrumentals, like if you've got the guitar and in, I don't know, what is the one song? Fernando, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got like a sitar and I have a dream. So, so they've got all of these interesting elements to it, but where was, was I going with this? Dua Lipa <laughs> has Dua Lipa. Sim- We're landing on Dua Lipa. Yeah. Interesting. I, was, okay. I actually think like that song, um, levitating, le- not levitating. Oh. It's the one that's like, don't show up. Don't. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, what is that song called? <laughs> don't <laughs> Do go know? out. Don't stop caring about, about me, me now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Walk song. Away. You know it, how. Yeah, that song. What's it called? Oh shit! <laughs> is it called Don't Stop Now? I think it's called Don't Stop. Don't stop. Do, uh, Lipa. Don't stop now. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I think it is. Don't stop now. Don't show up. Don't start now. Oh, don't oh start now. Yeah, that God. makes much more. I, you know what? That actually makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Sorry. Don't stop now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I, I was thinking about uh, how similar that sounds to Voulez Vu. Oh, Voulez Vu. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And like, there are a lot of uh, similarities to some of the music we're hearing now with like the disco coming back, Renaissance even. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always loved that like era of music with the 70s and 80s and so well so influential crazy so influential and so ABBA just like does it for me interesting okay so well now I gotta know on this record in particular what are the songs that really stick out to you I said Dancing Queen already so Dancing Queen yeah Mamma Mia um weirdly enough I when I was in uh, Scotland on exchange there was a group of boys that really loved this song. Scottish boys? Scottish boys. I, for some reason, that does not surprise me at all. Right? But, like, if you've watched White Lotus, that character that... I haven't watched White okay. Lotus. Okay. Sorry. Well... I'm watching Last of Us, if that means... Okay, that. okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> for all the other listeners out there, if you remember that character that kidnaps the girl and... Spoiler alert, but cool. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Cut that, too. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. fine. Let me Are we talking about season one, White Lotus? No, I was talking about season two. It's, okay, been, out for, just, it's just, been out for a while. No, okay. no, no. Just keep going. Okay. It's been out for a while. All We're right. not going to cut this. Anyway, <laughs> um, so when he's singing the Bubbles song, it was kind of like that. Uh, just these Well, now guys. I want to watch just because I want to understand this reference. I'm going to send you a YouTube video. Please do. Tara. Please do. But for anyone else who knows what I'm talking about... Um, they sang like they were at a rugby game, uh, this Mamma Mia song. And every day at like 3 p.m., maybe they were just sick and tired of studying. 3 p.m. on Friday, sorry. So they were getting the weekend started and oh. they throw the nicest parties and all. But these gentlemen, like I'm trying to study and they're going, Mamma Mia, here I go again. And I'm, I, I think my um, bedroom was like I shared a wall with them. 
so I could feel them jumping up and down. The vibrations. I could feel the vibrations. Wow. From my room. They sang it with their whole chest and every arms Friday. and legs. Yeah. Every Friday every at three. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what they're Did they ever now. invite you to join in? No. Interesting. Sadly, no. That but I was great. invited to their parties. So. Well, that's good. I mean, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the memory that you've, that's the core memory tied to Mamma Mia. <laughs> Aside from, I guess, the musical production, the road trip to Kelowna, all these other factors, but. <laughs> that's one of them. That's I one mean. of the core memories. <laughs> I won't get into the other ones because I don't think I have time, but that, I thought that was a funny tangent. To that is. I, uh, but again, and this is maybe the tangent I'm going on. Mm-hmm. Folks from Scotland are just next level hilarious. I love Scottish people. And wild. Wild. Bring the party every single time. In a good They don't way. miss. They don't miss. Yeah. Yeah. I, everyone I met who was from Scotland, coolest person I've ever met. Yeah. Send me to a good Kaylee. Get me some, you know, fiddling and kilts. Kilts. <laughs> get me the kilts. Get me the kilts. Yeah. 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 Um, Scotland. Scotland. It's a great place it to be. Best. Yeah. Scotland, you rock if you're listening. Yeah. Um, okay. So Mamma Mia is another one. Anything mm-hmm. else that sticks out with you from this album? Um, yeah, voulez-vous. Okay. And gimme, 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 because uh, they're just great songs to dance to. They are. I yeah. think gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight is probably, I prefer that to voulez-vous if I had okay. to put pin the two together. Okay, okay, yeah. I and I don't you. know, the thing is though, here's what the trouble. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight has also been so prevalent on social media. Yes. Especially during COVID, it just like exploded mm-hmm. with the TikTok era. And everyone was like dancing to it mm-hmm. and then doing these remixes of it. And then it was like the gimme more, like the gimme, 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 gimme more Britney Spears yeah. transition. And it was everywhere. You can, even now, three years later, that song is still in all of these TikToks that I see. Yeah. And Gen Z is really bringing back the disco. They love it. I'm, I'm really glad. They love it. And mm-hmm. then there's a version of... um. Oh my God, which song is it where it's like a piano and it's like the end of the song and it, it goes into Benny and the Jets. It like slows down and it goes. Oh yeah. Is that Chiquitita? I think it's Chiquitita. Yeah. Chiquitita. Thank you. Yeah. I can never say it. Chiquitita. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. I remember going to see the Arkells in Toronto and they played like their cover of it. <gasps> wow. Because so oh many people, gosh. like it, it was kind of a good way to bring in the Gen Zs because Gen Zs are out there thinking like, oh, yeah. this is a cool song I saw on TikTok. People who are like, you know, our age and up, the millennials and let's say Gen X or whatever mm. are like, oh, this is ABBA. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like the middle ground, which is, to be honest, frankly, me, where I know I'm a millennial, but I still hear that opening and I think Madonna. I Because of Hung Up. <laughs> that yeah, was my right. first experience with ABBA that I can remember. Really? I had no clue who ABBA was. Zero. No way, Kara. And then in 2005, Madonna had her comeback and she did hung up. <gasps> And I swear to you, Farah, the first time I heard Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight, like this actual song, <laughs> not the Madonna sample, was like four years ago. No way. I'm not kidding. No way. I thought that was just a Madonna thing. Like I was like, oh, this is a Madonna. Like literally I was like, this is a Madonna song. And then I was like, oh, I've never heard this version before. And I was like, wait, this is from a long time ago. <laughs> like, I just, no idea. I'm glad you had that revelation. Me too. But I have to thank my parents for like educating me because... How could I have known without that? I mean, it's a very fair point. And like the more I think back on it, I remember hearing um, Take a Chance Mm -hmm. in my musical theater class when I was dancing at my aunt's dance studio. Oh, cute. Again, didn't know it was ABBA. But now in listening to it, I'm like, oh, it's like a lot of of these songs. Mm -hmm. I feel like I know. Yeah. Just like 
They're from, just so popular. They're just so popular. Exactly. But I didn't know they were ABBA until I was actually like, oh shit, ABBA has a lot of like really popular songs. I guess they're big and successful. <laughs> Selling between 150 and 385 million albums somewhere, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I never really made those connections. And then even like, I never saw the stage production of Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. It was only the movie. Okay. And I remember watching that with my mom because my mom loves Meryl Streep. Yeah. And didn't really know a lot of the songs except Mamma Mia. I knew Dancing Queen. I think they do Gimme Gimme Gimme. They gimme, do. Uh, at the I can't um, say Bachelorette it. scene. That's where he's yes. like, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 20. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, that's when I, I feel like I started listening to a lot of the songs, uh, which I'm very, like, I feel very guilty about. Oh, okay. But it wasn't on rotation in my household. Not at all. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would have expected the opposite. I would have expected you to have like ABBA like with, I, I also don't know what kind of music your parents listen to. They're so like, I they're rockers. That's why. Okay. So okay. I don't think ABBA was like, not like, not like metal, but like, you know, they were more rock, 80s rock focused. Okay. Want to know a funny story? I have Please. all of these funny stories Tell today. us. This is the time. This is the time. <laughs> so I was seeing this guy way back in the day. And um, I mean, we, we connected on like personality, obviously, but things didn't work out. And you and I, Kara, always talk about music taste being like something you connect on. It could be a red flag. It could be a red flag. Yeah. So my red flag was... Um, you know, EDM music. Same. <laughs> there's nothing Same. wrong. I, I there's would, nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But there's a bit of a stereotype with it. Yeah. This person was still very into that music. But we connected on ABBA. So then it turned into a yellow flag. <laughs> yeah. Until it was like a... It was an the, amber the, amber flag. Yeah. It, it, we ended amicably. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't a, a red flag. It didn't turn back into a red flag, per se. Well, that's good. But it's, like, funny because two, like, opposing, you know, tastes. Yeah. I mean, I like a little bit of EDM, but, like, not a lot yeah. anymore. Just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle in, yeah. like, the 2010s. You know what a big red flag for me was? The very first date I ever went on mm-hmm. when I was on Tinder this was way back the first the first app I, the first dating app I was ever on was friggin Tinder and I was the, like, the red flag now is they're on Tinder yeah, I was gonna say I was like oh shit and I was one of them um yeah, well we didn't know any better it was different well, Hinge then. wasn't around then exactly so it was Tinder or Bumble and I think I was intimidated by Bumble because girl had to message first and anyway so I was like Tinder it is yeah and the very first date I went on uh, I remember this guy who I thought was very, very nice, perfectly lovely mm. person. And I remember switching the conversation to music. We were getting brunch. Also, terrible idea to meet <laughs> someone for the first time for brunch, especially if you haven't established if it's a boozy brunch, mm. because meeting a stranger is awkward enough. Meeting a stranger sober at a place that only serves breakfast food, <laughs> not smart. 23-year-old Kiara, 22-year-old Kiara was not thinking with her head. But anyways... <laughs> When I asked him, I was like, oh, what kind of music are you into? This is where the red flag immediately just like popped up. <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't really listen to music. And I was like, this date is over. record scratch. <laughs> Honestly. And I, I, that was it. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to talk I, to you. I think that's arguably a bigger red flag. And I just, I appreciate when like someone has like a point of view or like a taste or a something. But yeah. They, it was just not a part of his life yeah. at all. And I was like, good for you. Doesn't work for me. Yeah. I do want to, okay. There's another song I want to bring up that we haven't yeah, talked sorry. about yet. <laughs> okay, do not ahead. apologize. Never apologize. The podcast needs no apologies. Okay. Um, Lay All Your Love On Me was one that I was listening to today mm. in the car. And I was like, ooh. 
Yeah, I like this one. I like that. Not one that I know very well, but I like it. I don't know why. I couldn't mm. tell you why, but I was like singing along to it. I was like grooving and like the don't go chasing your emotions. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah. I was like, I, I dig this. I, mm-hmm. I dig the cadence. I like the way it was written. And so that's one that, that was a, a standout for me. In addition to the ones you've already talked about, um, Dancing Queen, Winner Takes It All, mm. Mamma Mia, Gimme, 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 and SOS. SOS. Yeah. And you know why? Because I actually really like the Pierce Brosnan <laughs> <laughs> why oh. i don't know he's not a good singer shouldn't have been cast in that film <laughs> do i like it yep i think that's hilarious because i have distinct memories of my aunts deliberating after the mamma mia movie going he was awful he was he, but he looked fantastic but that's the magic of pierce I know. don't you agree yeah. yeah pierce could be like like raking leaves and i'd be like guy's really good at raking leaves i know <laughs> and he's british so like you just can't you know yeah. what i mean there's no there's no faulting him on that james bond baby james, james bond's out there raking leaves yeah. in the backyard yeah. like can you believe it like it's james freaking bond i know singing an abba tune in santorini like i know are you kidding me yeah i don't know why i like it but it's, i wrote down pierce brosnan lol it, it, was it was camp it was camp it was camp and you know what he sold he sold the garment he committed he, he showed up to work and he mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to sing the shit out of this song, even though I'm not vocally trained. Yeah. And I'm James freaking Bond. Yeah. And he's British in the movie. Yes. Yeah. He keeps his accent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I thought I, I was like, you know what? Commitment. Yeah. And he delivered. He delivered. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it was enough for me to like, as I said, Mamma is my breakup movie. It's enough for me to cry. Yeah. Whenever I, you know, go through a breakup and then I see the winner takes it all and I start crying because she's standing in front of Pierce Bros. Yeah. <laughs> Even Pierce Brosnan's like, why am I here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who made me do this? But you know what? It's not as bad. We have seen in the past some bad singers in film. Mm. Russell Crowe, perfect example, oh. in Les Mis. Why are you there? That's true. Yeah. That I would take Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia over Russell Crowe and Les Mis any day. I agree. Yeah. Any day. That was bad. I do also have to, I want to mention this as well, uh, because we're talking so much about the movie Mamma Mia, which clearly like very similar to my experience with Across the Universe, mm. which is what introduced me to Beatles music. Right. Mamma Mia did that for ABBA, for us, I feel. I love that. I mean, I, I think because of my parents, but yeah, if I hadn't had my parents introduce me to ABBA, I think that would have been the same for me too. Yeah. So the reason why I, I you know, I, I want to kind of um, mention the movie one last time is I went to Greece in the summer. Mm-hmm. First big trip since COVID, had anything had happened, I went with two of my best friends. And uh, our very last day, I will never forget, we arrived in Athens. We were catching an early flight the following day, so we stayed at this Airbnb for one night in Athens. We are all tired. you know. We'd just been mm-hmm. like 10 nights of just eating, drinking, partying, laying on the beach, drinking again, the whole thing. Greatest vacation of my life. So much fun. Um, but we were like super tired. We had just gotten like yeros, and we were just like chilling in the say, Airbnb. Say that again, yeros? Yeros. <laughs> She's Greek, y'all. I'm Greek. I actually... Get her to the Greek. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. No, that Thank was you. good. But um, oh, I just hate when people say gyros because I'm like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not even... Some people say heroes and I'm like, okay, fair. But if you're in, in Greece, it's a yero. Yero. Yeah. Okay. And it costs like three euro. It's wonderful. Um, but anyway, so we're in this Airbnb. We're eating our food and we 
find Netflix on the thing and we're like, what should we watch? And we see that Mamma Mia is available and we're like, uh, yeah, we got to do it. Yeah. We got to do it. hundred P. And so we sat in that Airbnb and the night before we left and we came back to Canada, we watched Mamma Mia it's, in Greece and it was fitting. It's fitting. It was fitting. So fitting. That's almost like the time I watched The Sound of Music in Salzburg. I watched it in Salzburg too. <laughs> Wait, did you stay at that place that played yes! it every night? Yes! I <laughs> there is a hostel in Salzburg that I shit you not. That movie's what, three hours long? Yeah. They play it every night. Every night. So we watched it in parts. We were there for three nights. Oh, and so, so it's like, okay, we're going to watch the first hour and then we're going to sleep. And then we'll, like, we'll try and time it so we can watch the second hour. I did the exact same thing. Did you do the tour, the Sound of Music tour, where they take you to the gazebo uh, and stuff? No, we did that ourselves. Oh, well, that's yeah, cool but too. it was a very long walk. It's a long walk. Yeah, and the gazebo is tiny. It is tiny. I think they they must have built the studio for them I to think dance they around. Did. Okay, because you can't dance in that. Thing. I have no. a picture of me next to it, and it's like a shed. Yeah, it's the tiniest <laughs> it's gazebo so you've ever seen in your life. I was like, what? Liesl wasn't in here. She that's wasn't real. dancing in here. Yeah. And then seeing the house, seeing like the Von Trapp family home mm-hmm. from a distance. I didn't get close to it, but I saw it from a distance, and I was like, oh my god, that's where the Von Trapps live. Yeah. Christoph Waltz was, or not Christoph Waltz. That's the other guy. What's his name? <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Different German guy. Different, different German guy, guy. Different guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, he was there. Like, that movie. Well, that we could go on for hours, we I'm sure. We really could. About the sound of music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, such a... Mamma Mia was a, a great film. I'm going to call it an adaptation mm-hmm. of these songs and how they could all connect. I thought yes. it was very, very well done. Okay, so... Um, Farah, you've been on the pod many times before, so you know how this goes. Uh, we're at the point where we need to provide an album rating for our listeners. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take a back seat here. I'm going to get you to rate the album out of five ABBA cocktails. Five ABBA cocktails. So where do you stand? And maybe you can tell us uh, what the rating is okay. and why you're rating it that All way. All right. Easily five out of five. Easily five out of Easily five Easily five out of five. I think I have I rated all my albums that I've chosen with you out of Bruno five? Mars was not five. I know Bruno Mars wasn't five. But all the other ones, maybe, I don't know. John Mayer, I'm sure, was a five. Yeah, Amy Winehouse was a five. Amy was an easy five. Mm -hmm. Usher, Confessions, I I don't think he was. Yeah, I don't think I gave him a five, because I didn't like all of the songs. Mm -hmm. But for this one, I do like all of the songs. Even the weird one, Does Your Mother Know? It's weird. (laughs) Let's admit it. (laughs) But I mean. Let's put it out there. I'm putting it out there. It's weird. But it's, I I think it works. it, It worked for Mamma Mia. It's a little weird that the guys are singing it because it's probably about someone underage at a disco. Like, it's weird. It's gross. It's creepy. It's creepy. Shut creepy. it down. Yeah. Canceled. Cancel. <laughs> so maybe four and a half <laughs> drinks out of the pot just for that. For that. Just for does your mother know? Yeah, a little weird. But you know what? I will also say because it's their greatest hits, like, of course, you're going to be hitting all of the really hot like great stuff. So it's not the same as like an album where you put it together and there's like a purposeful... Um, like a narrative narrative and collection uh but as i said before like they don't we don't see a lot of compilation albums anymore because we can probably just make playlists on spotify or apple music so yeah abba gold is gold for me oh you all right (laughs) yep i'm good sorry five out of five five out of five plus one injury for (laughs) five out of five and a table bang there we go Well, Farah, um, I do want to say thank you again for coming back on the podcast. I have had a blast chatting with you about this album, and uh, I'm excited to have you back, hopefully for more future episodes. Just, again, thank you for always coming back and being such a wonderful guest and for bringing ABBA into our life today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and for entertaining my tangents. Always. (laughs) Always, girl. (laughs) 